You're hanging out at the park with a group of mom friends when another mom walks over. You become curious because you've never seen her around before. And just as you're about to introduce yourself, your friend Sasha pulls your arm and begins to tell you about this new woman. Sasha tells you unfavorable things about this new mom, confessing that the two of them recently had a falling out. And then she asks you to ignore her, presumably as a show of solidarity. You tell her that you feel that's petty and you're not gonna let this new woman sit by herself. And as you walk over to introduce yourself, you see Sasha roll her eyes and turn her back. You don't wanna be the next one excluded, but you also don't wanna leave people out. And it gets you thinking, why does it so often go this way? The gossip, the excluding, the silent treatments. Why do some women use these as a default way of navigating conflict, while others manage in healthier ways? In today's episode of the Friend Forward podcast, we're talking about relational aggression, because we've all been on both sides at one point or another. I'll explore the concept of relational aggression a little more deeply in my upcoming book, Fighting for Our Friendships, which is scheduled to be in bookstores near you next spring. But for now, let's hit on a few general points to get you thinking more consciously about what it is and how you can catch yourself the next time you are falling into it. And heads up, if this is something that you're currently experiencing in your friend group or at work, it might be time for you to finally book a one-on-one session with me to co-create tangible strategies to get you through it. You can visit us at betterfemalefriendships.com to make it happen. All right, now settle in and let's have a chat about relational aggression. This is Friend Forward, the podcast. And if you're having girl problems, I got you. I'm your host, Danielle Byer Jackson, a friendship coach, speaker, and author. And when it comes to the joys, complexities, and misconceptions surrounding female friendship, I am here to help you through it. Relational aggression. Let's talk about it. Here's the thing. While the phrase itself might be unfamiliar to you, I'm willing to bet that you're familiar with the concept. You probably know this as mean girl behavior. When women are generalized oftentimes as being petty or sneaky, people are typically referring to mean girl behavior. And I I have a thought to say about that, but first I'm going to define this term for you so that we're all on the same page, okay? Here's our working definition for the purpose of this episode. Relational aggression is essentially when you're trying to get at somebody or cut somebody down without the use of physical aggression, okay? Typically, this is you using covert strategies to cause relationship-based harm. This typically comes in three forms, exclusion, gossip, and silent treatment. Here's why it's so effective. And first, let me make this clear. This is a behavior that is not exclusive to women. Okay. So we're not saying here, this is what women do and men don't do this. Not at all. Okay. Anyone can engage in this. And sometimes depending on your situation, this might feel like the perfect tactic to use. Okay. But there are several reasons why women do tend to lean to using these strategies. Okay. The main reason why we cut each other in this way is because relationships are women's greatest resource. I'm saying that unequivocally. Our greatest resource, the the most important thing we have is relationships with people. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean friendships, although that is a primary domain of relationships, but just being connected to other people, a network. Relationships are important for us as as communal beings, okay? So if I want to hurt another woman, I'm going to come for her relationships, Okay, that's kind of how the thinking works. Exclusion comes for relationships because it leaves you out. It cuts you off from relationship. 
gossip is harmful to your relationships because I'm tainting the way that other people see you and therefore want to relate with you, if at all. This silent treatment is something that comes for relationship because it threatens our connection, right? If I'm mad at you, so I refuse to talk to you, it harms the relationship. It cuts you off from relationship. This is why these are the three central forms of relational aggression. And here's the thing about relational aggression, which a lot of us are more familiar with when it's referred to as mean girl behavior. That kind of encapsulates this concept, mean girl behavior. Here's a possibly an unpopular take I have on the whole mean girl thing. When you see mean girl represented in the media, that character that we're all familiar with, you she probably comes to mind right now, right? You can you can pull an image. Okay. Typically in the media, this kind of woman, I'm doing mean girl in air quotes, is so dramatized, so caricatured that she's so far removed from anything that we can personally identify with. So it becomes a game of, oh, she's so mean and she's not a nice girl and it's nice girls versus the mean girls. And if we caricaturize this woman so much, like dramatize the mean girl so much, we're going to say, oh, she's so unlike me. I can't identify with her at all. But the thing is, in my opinion, the mean girl trope is just a collective set of behaviors. Okay. She represents a collective set of behaviors, the exclusion, the gossip, the underhanded comments, the passive aggression, the silent treatments, a collection of behaviors that we all pull from at one point or another. I'm sorry, I don't care if you're the nicest woman in the church house. I'm not saying you're two-faced. I'm not saying that secretly you're a mean girl. I'm just saying in certain social situations and matters of the heart, especially with platonic relationships, we have all used at some point one of these tactics for whatever reason, excluding people, gossiping, or refusing to speak to them, allowing them to sit in the psychological torment of wondering what she can do to get back in our good graces, to wonder what she did wrong. We let her stew in that, okay? Silent treatment. We've all pulled from that collection of behaviors. Now, there are several reasons why we do this, and I can't stress enough, there are literally multiple chapters dedicated to this concept in my upcoming book, Fighting for Our Friendships. But for now, I just wanna offer you just a handful of general things to get you thinking, okay? One reason why we often do this is because we don't want to look difficult. And the research says that women value giving the appearance of looking cooperative, especially in co-ed groups. So it's important to us to look like we're being cooperative, that we're being a team player, that we're not difficult. So in an effort to maintain an image of cooperation and, and being nice, it's like our aggression has to go underground. It has to be covert because if we were over, if we physically slapped her in the face, or if we were like just straight up calling her names, Okay, we look bad and the art of relational aggression is harming someone else and threatening her relationships while also maintaining an appearance of cooperation. Okay, so one reason we do that is because there isn't much space for us to be considered a difficult woman and there are social consequences when we are. Okay, and I cannot wait to get my book in your hands next May. <laughs> That's when it's tentatively scheduled. But, you know, I do whatever the publishers tell me. They tell me what we're doing and I, I follow suit. Okay, but currently it's scheduled for, for next May. So that's just one thing I want you to consider is that, you know, is there room in our culture for a woman to be assertive and to say, hey, I'm really upset with what you did yesterday. I'm really upset with what you said to me without being dismissed as being difficult. Okay, that's one reason. And then one final reason I'll leave you with, there are three others, but we'll save it for the book. One final reason I'll leave you with is because sometimes we feel threatened and it feels like a preemptive strike. Or perhaps we simply don't have conflict resolution skills. I want you to think for a second of how many times you were told as a young girl to just be nice, 
be nice, be nice. And sure, that's a noble mantra, but it does make you wonder, what do I do with that, right? Like, what do I tangibly do with, well, just be nice. So whenever we're faced sometimes with conflicts and opportunities to, to have a conversation, right? To talk through some tension and a misunderstanding, well, we don't know what to do or say because we weren't given a rule book because we shouldn't be being difficult in the first place. I'm doing difficult in air quotes. It leaves us unequipped, it leaves us unprepared, and it leaves us reaching for tactics that ultimately end up being really harmful, especially relationally harmful in the end. I just want to get us thinking a little bit more about what's happening so that when it does transpire in our friendships, we can more readily identify it. Instead of like, oh, she's being petty and I don't understand why she's doing this. Is she feeling threatened? Does she not have conflict resolution skills? Is she trying to maintain her reputation while also causing harm to you? Okay, thinking more critically about why we tend to operate that way and also to be able to recognize it in its three most common forms, exclusion, gossip, and silent treatment. And if we want to begin repairing and deepening our female friendships, and I'm speaking about this like collectively, like as a sisterhood, I think we have to first get clear on what it looks like and why we do it. And then getting clear on why we sometimes are guilty of also reaching for those tools when we feel threatened or hurt. So here we go. As your new official friendship coach, here's your homework. Listen closely. I want you to think about a recent time when you excluded someone. So maybe you didn't tell her to her face, you can't come, right? That would be the third grade version of doing it. We get better and, and stealthier and craftier as we get older. So exclusion, leaving somebody out on purpose. Okay, I'm going to think about the last time you gossiped. So you said something negative about someone else when they weren't in the room or when you gave somebody the silent treatment, those three central domains of relational aggression. And my question to you is this, why did you do it? This is not in a, an accusatory way or to come at you, but getting like genuinely curious about our own behavior so we can get at the root. Why did you do it? Did you say something disparaging because you felt a little threatened about your place in the group? and it felt like you were securing your spot by disparaging somebody else? Did you give the silent treatment because you don't know how to say you hurt my feelings? Or because you take delight even in punishing a friend in that way? Do you find yourself leaving people out because you feel like it gives you some kind of power and currently in every other space in your life, you don't have any? Because if we really are going to proclaim a desire and commitment to better female friendships, it starts with us. If you find that this is especially a tricky issue for you right now and you're experiencing at work or you find that you do this to other women and you want to stop, I would love to walk you through it. You can visit us at betterfemalefriendships.com to book a session or you can come talk to me about it personally on Instagram in the DMs. I love getting your voice notes and messages. That's on Instagram at Danielle Byer Jackson. And I hope to see you over there. Until then, I'll be right here rooting for you always on your ongoing journey toward better female friendships. Until next time.